Welcome back to the Jeff and Rye Hockey Podcast. This is our midweek fan interaction that uh, we're starting here going forward. Uh, we got uh, Dylan with us today. How are you, Dylan? Good. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. Jeff uh, is with me as always. He's going to be running the interview. Um, basically, we just want to say what this segment's all about. Uh, basically, what we're what we're trying to do is uh, midweek every week we're going to be getting together with a fan and doing a short interview, just getting their thoughts on their club um, and seeing uh, you know what the outlook is for their team. Also, we're we're looking for anybody who wants to come on. If you want to come on and, and uh, call us out on our BS, or uh, if you have a comment about one of the topics we talked about, um, or if you want to just talk about your team or or whatever the case is, we're we're looking for fans to to come on and to uh, to talk to us to get uh, get you guys involved, get you guys involved as much as possible with the show, and uh, we always like uh, having the fans' uh, input. That being said, this segment is going to be brought to you. Uh, by Cares Rose Garden in Tilbury, Ontario. Valentine's Day is around the corner, and why not treat that special someone in your life with a beautiful arrangement? Pre-selected and custom options are available. Whatever, um, whether you want to surprise a spouse, parent, grandparent, or friend, Cares Rose Garden has the best selection of floral arrangements and giftware in Chatham, Kent, to make your special someone feel loved long after Valentine's Day. Call 519-682-3338. That's 519-682-3338 today to place your order. Uh, that all being said, Jeff, I'm going to pass it off to you. Uh, thanks yeah. again for, for hosting the interview. Yeah, th- thanks a lot, Ryan. I, I, I love um, hearing about Cares Rose Garden. Honestly, I, I love going there to get flowers for Holly. I've gotten there for my uh, mothers as well on their birthdays, Mother's Days. Her and the staff, they do an excellent job there. And I know right now with COVID going on, guys, it's just such a tough season out there for everyone. It's uh, just tough times, right, guys? And, uh, you know, it's a, what a nice way to just send some flowers to the loved one in your life. Just let them know you're thinking of them this weekend. Uh, they got you covered there. Uh, curbside uh, pickup, and they are doing delivery as well. Give them some notice. And like mentioned earlier, give them a call, guys. They'd love to help you out. Really appreciate uh, Cares Rose Garden for the sponsor of this interview. Yeah, we uh, I've used them many times for uh, for mom on Mother's Day. Have them uh, just picked out what uh, what flowers they thought would look best, and they've uh, they've always done a great job. And uh, mom's always really appreciative that uh, she gets the flowers delivered. So um, you know, think of your special someone this weekend and, and uh, get them a, a floral arrangement or giftware from Cares Rose Garden uh, for Valentine's Day. For sure, for sure, definitely got to check them out, guys. Thanks again. Without further ado, we'll hop right into this interview. Jim Rutherford vacated the Penguins GM job on January 27th in a surprise and abrupt move. Rutherford, whose contract was expiring after the season, but was believed to be staying in the position, informed team president David Morehouse on the evening of January 26th and then officially resigned the following morning. Since then, the Pittsburgh Penguins dramatically reshaped their front office, hiring Brian Burke as president of the hockey operations and Ron Hexall as the team's new general manager. A new sense of hope awaits to see what will happen next with the Pittsburgh Penguins. I have with me Dylan, a fan of the Penguins, to weigh in on his thoughts. Dylan, thank you for taking this time, man. I really appreciate it. I know you caught a couple of our episodes of the podcast. We appreciate your listening. We appreciate your feedback, man. 
you've been uh, vocal and giving us some feedback. I know you've had a couple laughs in the process, but that's all right. <laughs> that's what it's about, right, man? Of course, man. Yeah, for sure. We really appreciate that, Dylan. So a real, yeah, not a problem. A realistic expectation for this season. Uh, be, sorry, I'm going to start up to the top here. With Brian Burke and Ron Hextall coming in, how do you think they will change the culture of the team and what moves do you think they will make right away, if any? Personally, I think that they're going to make our organization better. Um, Hextall has hockey experience and he's going to be able to help us way more. Um, and I also think that they should wait a bit before they're going to make any major moves just to see how the team plays out with them. Yeah. But yeah, go in, the same, in the same time, I want them to realize that our big star core players are getting old and we have to get rid of them to pick up our rookies for our future. So, yeah, for sure. I, I know like this has kind of been like a, a topic, like what to do kind of with the team, right? Like, are they, and I know with new GM coming in, like to, to me, the sense is I think they still want to try and win with some of these veterans from the articles that I'm reading out there. But honestly, I, it's going to, like you said, maybe just waiting a little bit to see how things go. And maybe they make a yeah. move from there, right? We'll we'll have to stay tuned on that. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a great story and a, a, to keep close watch on. That's for sure. Yeah, of course. Who is your favorite player on the Penguins and why? My favorite player is obviously Sidney Crosby. <laughs> um, I think he's a huge team leader on and off the ice for the organization. Yep. Um, he's one of the most entertaining players to watch. He he just has unreal punk puck control and his passing is just crazy. And everyone, everyone knows him. He's like one of the best players in the NHL. So I don't know. I just find him the most fun to watch. Oh, for sure. I, I, I don't think anyone listening to this podcast is going to disagree with what you just said. And if they did, yeah. they need to come on here. We need to have a chat. <laughs> we'll, we'll put them in their place for sure. <laughs> a realistic expectation for this uh, season. I know you guys are 500 out the gate right now. Um, you know, uh, I know three of, uh, your wins. So you guys right now, 11 games played You're five, five and one. Um, you know, I know three of those wins have actually come to the Rangers, no offense to any Rangers fans, but it is the Rangers this year and they are sitting <laughs> bottom of the division to start. Um, what do you think, uh, just like as a realistic expectation for the Penguins right now, this season? Right now, I think what their focus should be is trying to make a playoff spot. Right now, we're one spot away. I think that if we stay in the top four, we should have a good chance. Um, I also think they need to get Jari to play like he was in the past seasons in the backup position to Matt Murray. But who knows when that's going to happen. Yeah, for sure. So speaking of Jari, so Tristan Jari is 25 years old. Uh, career stats here, 69 games played. He's got 36 wins, 29 losses. A 909 save percentage, pretty decent save percentage. But into yeah. this season, through seven games, he's only got two wins, five losses, and he's rocking a 0.857 save percentage. Obviously, not the numbers that he was putting up last year or his career numbers. And then in Casey DeSmith, you got 55 games played, career, uh, 24 wins, 22 losses, and a 0.95 save percentage. You have two goalies with not a lot of combined NHL experience in that net, how confident do you feel with the tandem of Tristan Jari and Casey DeSmith going forward? Personally, I'm not comfortable with it at all. Seeing how they're both playing right now is just horrible for our organization. Um, we've been, they've been letting off some weak goals. Like Jari just can't get a rebound. Like he's just letting everything go and it's just leaving open pucks for uh, 
pe- play, pe- players to score. Yep. So like, I don't know. He just needs to focus on the rebounding. He needs to get stop shaking because he's a starter now. Like he used to be a backup, so I don't think he's in the full starter position yet. So no, for sure. Hey, at least you guys got Hextall. So worst case, you could always put him back in net, right? Yeah, true. <laughs> and I just shove yeah, him yeah in get there. the pads on him. See what he does, man. That'd be great. <laughs> um, okay, I know. I know a couple podcasts ago, um, and I know you listened to this one because you actually commented on this. Still, a couple podcasts yep. ago, we talked about uh, do they do a complete rebuild, and what are they leaning for, kind of going forward. And I know, like we mentioned on the podcast, just like we were just speculating. Obviously, we're not you know professionals or nothing. And even at the professionals, they're just putting their best guess out there anyway. So with that being said, you know, we talked on the podcast about possibly rebuilding and obviously doing a rebuild around Crosby, moving some guys out. Um, do you think that is needed to win another cup in Pittsburgh? Or do you think Hextall and them have with the veterans, they can kind of build around them a bit, and maybe have a shot here in a year or two? Personally, I think they should start the rebuild right now. There are just so many teams right now that have such good teams, like way better than Pittsburgh. So I think if we start if we start our rebuild, we get rid of Melkin, we get rid of Latang, we build around Crosby uh, for our rookies to get good because Crosby is one of the best leaders. He'll he'll teach rookies yep. how to play yep. and in the NHL. So I feel like if we were to get rid of those two and start our rebuild now, maybe next five six years we'll start being good, start making playoffs again, all that stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, Dill, that's all the questions I have for you today. You're a great uh, guest to have on here in this fan interview, man. You did awesome. I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. Like I said, uh, and Ryan mentioned earlier, guys, we're just looking for that fan interaction. Dylan's uh, been uh, tuning into us here and there, uh, catching some of the podcasts, and he's been giving some feedback how we can get better and whatnot, and he's taking some time here to to come on and do this interview. Dill, I thank you a lot, dude, for taking uh, taking some time out of your night to do this. We uh, appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You have a great night, and uh, thanks a lot, all you listeners out there. We look forward to uh, hearing feedback. Thank you. Thank you.